Hey, welcome to Feeling Twisty, episode 54. I have a cool story to tell you about that happened today. Um, okay, so I have five kids. Most, only two of them are not adults. Uh, so one of my adult children uh, is planning a trip going to Cabo with his girlfriend next week, uh, leaving Sunday. So anyway, he texted me today and told me that that his girlfriend called him and was very upset because she didn't have that her paycheck that came in today wasn't as much as she had hoped it would be she didn't have enough to cover her car note and pay bills uh, specifically the car note mainly and uh, definitely didn't have money to pay for the trip to cabo the tickets have already been bought but everything else you know she just didn't have the money and she was freaking out. And my son said, I'm going to read, I wrote down what he wrote so I can, I'm going to read it to you. Uh, he said, she didn't have the money for the car note or Cabo. And my son said, told her that I believe you do have the money. And he told her, I can imagine for you that you have money for Cabo. And I didn't get into the details of what he imagined. Just He just, and I don't think he did. He didn't really do a scene or anything. Or He just told her, it's going to be fine. I believe you have the money for Cabo. And then he tells me just a few minutes later, he gets a call back from her. And she got a call telling her that her car note had already been paid and it was paid for the next month too. So now she's got no car note for the next for this month and next month, and she has money for Cabo. <laughs> I was so thrilled when I heard that because uh, my kids, it really, yeah, my children just uh, haven't been super receptive. Uh, they are more and more now, but they don't. Either they don't listen to the the podcasts. Of course, I don't know if I would listen to podcasts that my dad does when I was fifteen, seventeen, twenty, twenty one. Regardless of what uh, he was talking about, unless maybe he was talking about Star Wars or something like that. Uh, so anyway, my kids have. I don't really talk to them much about what I talk about on the podcast. I do naturally, in a natural way, because I, it's how I live. And so, it, of course, it comes up because that's who I am and that's how I talk because that's what's inside me and that's what I am. That's what I'm being. So there's no way for me to avoid it because it just naturally comes out in conversation. In fact, they'll say, you know, sometimes in the past, they'll bring up a problem or something and then they'll they'll tell me and they'll look at me and see me take a breath about the talk and one of them will say i know i know i know what to do <laughs> and this particular son though he's his own man he, he growing up he never was thrilled with church never really wanted to go never was into the bible or li going listening to anybody preach anything at church never really believed that and had wanted nothing to do with it and he and I talked a lot about this, the power of awareness, the power of uh, imagining, and the consciousness of being who 
you want to be, all of these things, back when he was in the hospital after his motorcycle accident. So I got to just dump a lot of stuff <laughs> into him uh, over a year ago. But other, th other than that, we haven't really discussed much about this. I've, uh, at first, I, know, I noticed I was coming off kind of preachy in the beginning, feeling like I had to, you know, I had to be the witness. I had to proselytize everywhere I went. And certainly my family, I had to fix my family. I had to teach them this. And then I had uh, gotten to a point where I was wanting them to get this, to understand this uh, through their experiences of their own. And one day I noticed that what I'd really was wanting was to prove it to them. I was thinking, I want them to get this on their own. But what, my, what I was really wanting was prove it to them. I'm going to prove it to them. And then it, that's why things just seemed to not, that never really worked out back way back then. Because I, I was, what I was imagining was having to prove it to them. I had to prove something to them. And then at one point, I realized that I don't have to prove anything to anybody. There's no one for me uh, to whom I need to prove anything about this. The only thing I need to do is decide what I want or who I want to be and be that in my own being, in my consciousness, in me. Just like I am aware of me being Mike and I am I'm aware of being a father, a super father. <laughs> I'm a, a, aware of being a loving husband and a loving father. It's a, and so I changed from trying to prove that to my kids where I need to prove it to them to just, what do I want to experience? I want to experience their thrill and the, their fun and of them experiencing this. And that's all I did. One day I just asked myself, what would it feel like? What would it, how would I feel knowing that my kids are getting this, that they're living wonderful, lovely lives, that they're just kicking butt because they now they know this secret. They know what to do and have been doing all along, unintentionally, unknowingly. So what would that feel like? And I just knew it was done. I knew. I felt that feeling inside. What would it feel like to, to experience them getting this? And I just let it go. I knew it was done. And any time, you know, my kids, they complain all the time. <laughs> You know, not really, but you know, there'll be a problem, somebody, something at school, a teacher, work issues. So I didn't stop imagining lovingly for them or think, what the hell? I've already uh, went into imagination. I've accepted that as true, that they've got this. Why aren't they getting this? No, I didn't do that. I just, if I thought about that again, then I just... Brought that back up, like, yeah, my kids are getting this. And just continued in that feeling. 
regardless of what they were saying. Um, especially this, uh, the older kids, they really didn't want to have anything to do with it. And so me pushing it on them would have done nothing but uh, add to more frustration on my part. I would, I would experience the frustration. So I just knew they would get it, that they have it. And I experienced that thrill a ways back. That wonderful feeling of, oh, yeah, they've got this. They're getting this. Look at them go. And then today is one example. I've seen it uh, with my other children a number of times, but this is really cool coming from the, this son because uh, we hadn't really talked about it a whole lot. Uh, like I said, back when he was in the hospital over a year ago. But to see this happening in his life and unfolding, and, and he texted me. The first thing he said was, hey, you want to hear some, some really cool, well, some really cool stuff? <laughs> and I said, sure. And then he told me the whole story. And it just, I told him, I said, texted back. I said, wow, man, you're an imagination master or something like that, something silly, goofy like that. But he was thrilled with it. He's so thrilled at how easy it really is. And I know I've talked about uh, what Neville talks about a lot, using imaginal scenes and you know, creating a scene in your imagination to bring up that feeling that it's done, that you are experiencing it, that you are who you want to be or you do have what you want in your life. And for a while, and I've mentioned this before, in the beginning, I, it, I was very rigid. It has to be this way. can't be any other way. And then there was that point where I realized that that's just another tool. That's just another method to get into that beingness, to move from thinking of my wish, thinking of what I want to be, what do I want to experience? Thinking of it as out there in the future someday or thinking of it as out there impossible for me. I don't have the training for that. I don't have the, the head for money and you know all these things that instead of thinking of it as separate from me and unattainable or in the distant future, moving that into thinking from it and living in it being it, being that experience already, already experiencing that it's done. Because I know from my own experience now that regardless of the tools I use, and I've never tried tapping or uh, staring in the mirror, all these, all these other techniques and uh, things I've seen online and heard about. Re uh, regardless of the techniques, it's what you are conscious of being. And that's what I've experienced. It's when it comes down to what do I not just want for me, what do I know I am? Because what I'm conscious of being at this moment is what I'm experiencing. The entire world, what I experience is what I'm conscious of being. And I've seen dramatic changes, huge changes, immediately. 
immediate things change. And I used to always think, okay, and even though I was, you know, getting into the feeling of the wish fulfilled and all of that, there was a, at some point I, I noticed I'm still, I'm saying it and I'm feeling it, but really I'm still conscious of the lack. I'm still conscious of it's not here. I'm, that's where I'm dwelling. That's what I'm being. I'm being that guy that still has lack and still is seeing it in the future. It, for me, it took, uh, I can't remember, I don't know how long it took, but it seemed like forever <laughs> that, to get this bit of understanding where, I, you know, in the Bible it says God is not mocked. Well, your own awareness, who you are, you can say affirmations and write stuff down and wait till 1111 or 1212 or 333 uh, or 888. <laughs> you can do all these things, but if you're not truly aware of being that, having it in you, as you, then it's not going to work. It was, for me, it can, there's the perpetual construction, deferred occupancy, like Neville says. Even when I thought I was doing it right, there was one day I noticed, I'm like, wait a second. I need to be completely honest with myself. Do I really believe that? Because if I really believed that, that I have that, that I was thinking about, that I'm experiencing that, if I really believe that, and I really believe that what I'm aware of, what I am aware of being is that, then why do I have this particular thought or these doubts running like a sub-routine in the background? You know, why, why am I still thinking that? Why am I reacting this way? Why am I perpetually reacting this way? Every day something happens and I still have that little reaction. What, what's going on? And so I took a look at myself, like I always say to do, and what Neville says to do, take an uncritical look at your life and what what are you imagining? What are you what's going on in your brain? You know, what are you thinking about? Do you still am I still identifying myself as the guy that has a bunch of regrets and wishes he had been a better father, better provider. Oh, I am still, I am still being that guy. I'm being that guy trying these tools, trying to become the other guy, the super dad. Oh, sneaky, there it is. And I noticed that, that I really wasn't being the new person, this new state. I wasn't experiencing it and really believing and knowing, just as, as, as I know I'm Mike. I had to look behind the, the curtain of the tools I always talk about using, imaginal scenes and as, assuming it's done. It has to be done this way. I got to wait and do it in the silence, you know, when I get up in the morning or midday or have to run to the bathroom, run the faucet so I don't have to hear anybody in the hallway and I can focus and I can imagine my scene and all of these things that Neville talks about and I talk about and so many people talk about. I was doing all that, but still 
I was doing it from the state of the, my old state, who I wanted, did not want to be anymore. I was still being that guy, trying to fix stuff. And things still happened. I still saw changes and things did happen because you, we're all imagination or we're all, uh, there's awareness and awareness of being who you are. You is all there is. So whether, you know, Neville talks, calls it imagination and some people see that as something separate. It's just imagination is just what you do for fun or, you know, just f fancy, you know, you're just daydreaming. But he talked about, he identified imagining as your awareness of being. So whether you want to call it awareness of being uh, or talk about consciousness or use imagining, it's who you are. And for, for uh, a while, I was still, I noticed that, oh, I'm still the lacking guy. I'm the guy with regrets and hopes of one day and not really making that move in consciousness into actually being that. It was very, very uh, nuanced. The, 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 I'm, I think I'm making this clear. I hope I am making it clear. But for a while, when I, I really thought I was doing it, until I stopped and just said, you know, took a look at myself. And what am I really, if I'm really doing it, like I say to do it, like I've talked about how it's, I've been successful with it, and if I'm really doing it, then why are other things not happening? Because I'm not really conscious of being that person, conscious of experiencing that here, right now, already done. I was still putting it ahead of me. I'm going to be that person one day. One day they'll see it. One day I'll see it one day it's just very very thin line there for me but in the in the motion from uh the old state of awareness this this state of being to what i really wanted to be what i thought i was being but i really wasn't i was looking at it i was thinking of it and you can be continue to dwell in a state of lack and live in the way you can, you've been living, lacking love and lacking joy, lacking money. And you can still bring about things in your life. Uh, uh, manifest, I say manifest, but I don't mean creating it out of nothing or bringing it out of somewhere that it didn't once exist because everything exists. You just need to switch your, change your consciousness. What are you aware of being? But let's just say manifest for now. <laughs> you can still manifest things. Money, happiness. You can, you can manifest a relationship. But if you're still dwelling in that state of, of, I don't get good relationships. Nothing lasts for me. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that relationship that you manifest, it's not going to work out. Not if you're still dwelling in that state of I always have crappy relationships or men are pigs. Women are just, you know, always out to get my money. Whatever it is. And you hear stories of people winning big sums of money 
winning the lottery and then they're flat broke six months later. I don't, this is just an example. I'm not using anybody in particular, so I'm not judging anybody. Uh, but I would say that that one person that comes into any large sum of money and then is completely, you know, flat broke six months later had never moved out of the old state of lack. Now, I used to be there. Anytime I would, I would, I would manifest money. Oh, whoa, that's a nice chunk of money. But I would immediately start worrying about, oh, crap. Okay, it's going to disappear fast. I got to hold on to it tight because it's not, I don't know when I'm going to get it again. I would start contradicting what I thought I believed. You know, I would, oh yeah, here's the money. Oh crap, here it goes. And so if you're still dwelling in the old state of lack, lacking whatever it is that you're wanting, lack of love, money, happiness, a new house, whatever you're dwelling in is what you're going to keep getting. So even if you manifest a relationship or money, if you're still in that old state, it's not going to work. You're going to keep beating your head against the wall. And then you're going to look for more people to listen to, find another podcast, find some another YouTube channel, or subscribe to some, you know, notes from the universe or whatever. You're going to go searching again because you th you're going to think, I didn't get it right. I'm not doing it right. Or you're getting the mechanics right of to get what you want. You got a relationship. You got money. But wouldn't it be more fun and thrilling if you go all the way with this? Like Neville talks about in uh, The Pearl of Great Price. I'd never understood that those verses, that story in the Bible until I listened to Neville, that particular lecture. Do what that merchant did. If you're not familiar with it, uh, Jesus is quoted in the Bible as saying that the kingdom of heaven is like a pearl of great value. And there was a merchant who found this pearl. And he went and sold everything he had. He let go of everything to buy this pearl. And I always thought, when I grew up, I was taught that that meant sell off, you know, don't sell your earthly possessions. I was told, give, give your money to the church. That's what, that's what Jesus meant. Give your money to the church and to charities to make yourself feel better. And then you'll make it to heaven. Uh, we were always taught, you know, kingdom of heaven is coming one day out there in the future after the, after JC and the boys come down on the white horse and we go up with them and all that stuff. No, but it's, what it's saying is the kingdom of heaven, which is within you, is like that. When you find it, when you realize that you have the power and wisdom of God within you, and you don't just have it like a tool, you are it. There's not two beings inside of you. You are you. There's not two of you inside there. You are the creator of your heaven and earth. Heaven within and your earth is you, what you're experiencing. So when you realize that and you get it, that that pearl, that's you. That's the power within you. And you go all in 
and not selling your earthly possessions. He's talking about getting rid of all the things you held on to, holding on to things at the church or holding on to rules that you have to live by. What does conventional wisdom say? Well, screw conventional wisdom because that's the stuff you get rid of. You get rid of the things that say you don't have the right education and you get rid of the things that say you have to do whatever it is, whatever you think that you've been having to do outside of you to obtain this, drop all of it. Astrology, tapping, uh, tarot cards, scripting, whatever you think that you have to do. For me, I've noticed when I start, when there's things I felt like I have to do it to get this, I started dropping those things. I'm continually selling off my good, selling off what I have, getting rid of it, dropping it. Dropping it initially was dropping the old uh, religion I was grown up, I was brought up in, dropping that, dropping help from others, that I need advice from others and, and borrow money from here and beg and plead for stuff here and there. And to drop all of it. So I say go, go all in instead of just using it, these tools to get things and never moving states, never moving into a new dwelling place, a new state of being. I got tired of that and went all in and bought the pearl. Why don't you try it? Wouldn't it be cool if instead of remaining where you are and just using this like I used to it, it, as an imaginal hammer or a screwdriver, fixing things and getting things, buy the pearl, dump all the things you think you need outside of you and look to the only, the only place within yourself, you. You don't need me. You don't need another YouTube channel. Although there are a few good ones out there. You don't need another book. You have had this power within you. You have been this power all along, all along. And then you can say, like Paul said, and I'm going to change it up a bit in Philippians 4.12, I know how to be broke and I know the secret to being rich. I know how to be sick and I know how to be healed. Uh, I know how to look below and crawl on my belly and grovel and beg and plead and be inferior. And I know how to soar. I've been taught this secret. I can do all of these things, the good, the bad, the wonderful. I can, I become rich. I become poor. I remain hungry and I become full all with the same power, the same power that strengthens me. And Paul calls it Christ. And Christ, he defines Christ as the power and wisdom of God. That's you and that's me. So if you don't like how you're doing it, you don't like what you're experiencing, 
ask yourself like I did, well, what am I, what am I identifying myself with? What am I dwelling in? Am I still that guy that lacks things and, and still looks for the future? Maybe one day? No, no more one day. No more hope so. Be that person you want to be. And it, no, whatever you're thinking of right now, if you're thinking at this moment, yeah, but that's kind of crazy. Ch I challenge you to be crazy. Don't just imagine something that, oh yeah, well maybe I could do this. What do you really, really want? What do you really want to do? What do you really want to experience? Think of it that way. Get rid of any rules. Get rid of anything that tells you you can't do it. Anything, even if it's something that says you need a college degree or that you need to be in a different country. None of that matters. None of it. Ask yourself, what do I want to experience? What do I really want to experience? Oh, yeah. And you become that. What would you, I, for me, I ask myself what, internally, well, what's that feeling like? What would it feel like to be that? Hmm. Fall in love with that state, being that. Give your whole self over to it and become that person. And when you are that person and you're dwelling in consciousness, when you're seeing the world from that new state of being, your world changes automatically. So go crazy. No matter what it is, no matter what, who's told you that it's crazy, that it, it's impossible, what do you really, really want to experience? Hmm, yes. Now come on, email me your stories. I want to hear some good stuff from you. Feelingtwisty at gmail.com. All right, guys, I love you. This is Feeling Twisty.